Let me bring God's word to you this morning if you're ready. And if you have your Bibles, if you don't have a Bible, it's on the screen as well. But go back and go over some of the passages of Scripture we want to look at today and prepare your hearts for worship as a response to what you hear today. Let me begin by giving you what today's sermon is all about. Jesus wasn't full of himself. That's the title of today's sermon. Jesus wasn't full of himself. Are you familiar with that phrase? You're so full of yourself. We use that in a negative connotation. We use that as someone who's just full of his own desires, constantly deserving of something, constantly feeling sorry, pity for themselves, constantly seeing the whole world from my perspective and from where I stand, from how I'm feeling. But Jesus was the opposite of being full of himself. Jesus was the opposite of being full of himself. One of my favorite hymns is Down From His Glory. How many of you know that? Down From His Glory. I love that hymn. Down From His Glory, ever living story. My God and Savior came and Jesus was his name. Born in a manger to his own, a stranger, a man of sorrows, tears, and agony. What condescension. What condescension, bringing us redemption, that in the dead of night, not one faint hope in sight, God, gracious, tender, laid aside his splendor, stooping to woo, to win, to save my soul. Oh, how I love him, how I adore him. My breath, my sunshine, my all in all. The great creator became my savior, and all God's fullness dwelleth in him. In Greek, it's called the kenosis, the emptying of Christ. And this morning, I want to glorify Jesus by talking about how humble he was, the humility of God, just in, in bringing, bringing salvation to us, what it cost him. I want us to just, just meditate a little bit on that. Philippians chapter 2 is the passage I want to get started with. And if you don't have it, think through with this. Think through with this. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5. Have this mind among you. Have this mindset in you. Think this way. Think in this pattern. Think in this way of attitude. Okay? Have this mind among yourself, which is also the same mind as Jesus Christ. Christ Jesus. Who, Christ Jesus, though he was in the form of God, nature of God, being God, did not count it equality with God, a thing to be held on to, thing to be grasped. Do you know who I am? Are, do you know who I am? Do you know who you're dealing with? He didn't think that was necessary. Who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant. Form of God, form of a servant. He emptied himself. And I want us to actually ask ourselves if we understand what that even means. What does it mean to empty myself? He emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, by being born in the likeness of men. That means you got God and you got men and between the two, one has to be the servant, the other has to not be the servant. In fact, the one who is not the servant became the servant and he came in the likeness of men and humbled himself 
Being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even the death on a cross. Let's break that down and study that. Number one, the emptying of Christ, the, the pouring out of Christ. It's a mindset. It's a mindset. You're not giving up anything, actually. You're in the mindset of being willing to give up should it call for that. Are you with me? Should it call for that, you're willing to give up. You're not full of yourself. You're willing to be empty of the self. What are you emptying yourself of? Yourself. I'm emptying me of me. Quite the opposite of being full of myself. Christ being divine in the form of God came in the form of man in the likeness of men. He didn't deny his identity. It wasn't a Gandhian sort of a self-effacing, self-denial, you know, keep, you know, not don't, don't feed yourself, don't give yourself pleasure, don't give yourself any kind of worldly, uh, you know. It's not that kind of denial. He gave up the use of his power and his position and glory. He gave up that use of it. His claims to it, his right to it, he gave it up. He gave up his rights. He gave up what he deserves. He gave up his lordness in order to serve. He gave up being full of himself for being empty of himself. He humbled and himself took a lower position. And what was that lower position? The position of a man. What was that lower position? The position of a man. As I was meditating on this, I'm like, for God to empty himself, he became a man. If man is to be full of himself, that's a bit arrogant. If you think so. You know, if you think through it. For God to be full of himself, he's even worthy of it. He's worthy of it. But for man to be full of himself instead of being filled with God. So Hebrews chapter 2 verse 9 says, We see Jesus, but we see Jesus who for a little while, 33 years, was made a little lower than angels. So you've got God, you've got angels, and then you've got man. He was made little lower than the angels so he could suffer. So he could suffer, so he could experience death. So he was made a little lower than the angels, namely Jesus. Now he's risen back and crowned with glory and honor because he was willing to suffer death so that by the grace of God, he might taste death for everyone. So you got Jesus, God, in his humility became man, even lower than messengers, so that he may experience suffering and death. What are the two big things you and I experience in life? Suffering and death. What are the two things you say people will never understand me? Suffering and death. What are the things you're most afraid of? What do you consider success? What do you consider health? What do you consider prosperity? Anything that will save you from death. So Jesus became lower, the lowest he could possibly be, a man, so that he can taste death. So Hebrews chapter 2 explains to us how Jesus went through training in order to be your best priest, to be your best counselor, wonderful counselor, to be your best advocate, to be your best therapist. Jesus went through it himself. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 17. Therefore he had to be made like his brothers. Therefore he had to be made like his brothers in every respect. 
not just looks, not just height, not ethnicity, but he had to experience their pain. He had to experience their walk. He had to experience their loss in every respect. Why? So that, so that, purpose clause, he might become two things. Number one, say it. And faithful high priest, so that he may become a merciful high priest, so that when you run to him saying, Lord, I screwed up again. Lord, I messed up again. Lord, I, 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 I did it again. Lord, I need new mercy, new morning mercies. Every time you go to him, every time you, he understands. So that he will be there for you even when you are unfaithful. You need somebody like that. I need somebody like that. Jesus was trained in humanity, in the suffering of humanity, so that even in any situation of your life, you say, nobody understands me. Nobody will ever get it. He knows. He knows. A merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God to make propitiation for the sins of people. Verse 18, same chapter. For because he himself suffered. Are you reading this? Are you thinking with me? Because he himself suffered, when tempted, he, underlined, is able. He is able. Number two, he is able to help. He is able and he is able to help who? Those who are being tempted. Nobody can help you in areas where you're falling, in areas where you're broken, in areas where you're messed up. Because you go to those people, they're messed up in their own areas. They may be messed up in your area or they may be messed up in some other area, but nobody else can help you because you've got, you got to have somebody who has never messed up, who has never broken down, who's never given in, who's never caved before sin. You need somebody who is able to help, able to help. Number one is that Jesus emptied himself of himself. And he didn't just empty himself of himself. He actually became subservient. He became obedient. He became obedient. The Lord of heaven and earth. Subservient to obey. The one who commands now was taking commands. The one who judges now was being misjudged. Verse, chapter 2 verse 7 back in Philippians. But he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, born in the likeness of men, taking the form of a servant. It's quite the opposite of being full of yourself. Quite the opposite of a track record or a, or a success progress chart to say, I'm going to get to a place where everybody does as I say. Jesus' plan in life was to get to a place where he does exactly as God says. He became empty. He became obedient. Even worse, he became sin. This is where everything you and I have ever done was put on him. And he was charged with the things you and I think about. He was charged as if he did the things you and I did. He knew no sin, but he became sin for us. Why? So that we could become the righteousness of God. And that will never make any sense. That will never make any sense. How he could take sinners like you, take the sin off you, put it onto Jesus and present you as righteous like Jesus. Present you as perfect like Jesus. So that we can become the righteousness of God. That means as Jesus emptied out himself, as Jesus emptied out himself of him, he was able to fill himself with our sin and our brokenness. 
You got that? As Jesus emptied himself of himself, that is his glory, his hope, his beauty. He was able to fill himself with us, our sin, our brokenness. And because he was able to do that, we are able to be filled with him. He became sin for us. He looked like your sin. He smelt like your sin. He hung on the cross, stinking, ugly and dirty like your sin. If you don't believe me, look at Isaiah chapter 53, verse 1 to 4, 7 to 9. For he grew up before him like a young plant, like a root out of dry ground. He had no form. He had no majesty that we could even look at him and say, wow, he had no beauty that we should desire him. Are you looking at these words on the screen? For he grew up before him like a young plant and like a root out of dry ground. He had no form, no majesty that we should look at him or no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and he was rejected by men. You are living your whole life wanting to be accepted by men. Jesus was comfortable being rejected by men. In fact, he was despised. And the reason he was despised, because he looked and sounded like your sin and mine. He was the picture of my sin. Man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. He carried the ugliness and the burden of my sin. He carried the consequences of my sin. Even what it feels like to be broken and to be, to be unfaithful, he carries that. As one from whom men hide their faces. Oh, that's ugly. Oh, that's terrible. Yuck, look at that. Oh, don't look at that. He was despised and no one esteemed him. When he hung on the cross, he was a picture of my sin. He was ugly. He was horrible. It was disgusting. It was nothing to make a movie about. He was the picture of my sin. And he says, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God. We decided, we saw it as God doing this to him. God doing this to him. So he who knew no sin was made sin for us. Three things you're going home with. Number one, Jesus emptied himself of himself. Number two, Jesus stepped down to become obedient. Lord now taking commands. And then he went further to look like our sin. To even be judged as if we were the ones who, he was the one who did it. Terrible, terrible. Who would go that far? Who would go that low? Only someone who is so opposite of being full of himself. The life of Jesus, my brothers and sisters, my friends, the life of Jesus is one that is complete emptying of oneself. There is no ego left. There is no how I feel how you treated me, how you this, how you that, why is this happening to me? Why is all of that is gone? In the believer's life, there is nothing. There is only such a, a view of God, such eyes of love towards the one who loved me and gave himself for me. I can't be bothered that the world is not telling me how fantastic I am. I can't be bothered that the next 20 years are scary. The next 30 years are scary. I can't be bothered that I have money, don't have money, good car, no car, good. I can't be bothered. All I want to be is with you. All I want to do is come to heaven and be with you. I can't wait to be with you. From now on, not me, you. I must decrease, you must increase. The walk, the walk of, the, of the believer, the, the love for Jesus empties you of you. It saves you from the worst thing that is you, me. It saves us from the whole thing. So now that Jesus, 
who being Lord became subservient. Jesus being God became man. Jesus being life himself tasted death. Because he did that, you have two things. Number one, you have a faithful high priest. And number two, you have an example of what it's like to be empty. Please don't look at me. I'm not your example of anything. I am not your example of anything. Don't look to me for love, for acceptance, for anything. I'm not even your shepherd. Jesus is. I'm the watchdog. I'm the watchdog. I'm the dog that the shepherd sends around to keep bringing the people back into the fold. Come on, come back. That's strength. That's my job. Don't look at the watchdog like he's a shepherd. Jesus hung on the cross for my sin too. And we need to keep our eyes on Jesus. So when I go to Jesus, because of what he did for me, I have a faithful high priest in heaven who has, who has been here. He has seen my pain. He has understood my weakness. He's covered my debt. Remember Kinsman Redeemer from last week? He has covered my debt and he's returning to make intercession for me. He's returning to heaven to stand in the courts of heaven and say, covered, covered, that's paid for, that's covered. Let him go. No, that's, no, I covered that, no. Scot free. The second thing I have is an example. Example of emptying oneself to be filled with the fullness and the perfection of God himself. Was 2023 more Jesus in you than 2022? Was 2023 more Jesus in you than 2013? In the last 10 years, in the last five years, in the last six months, can your family point to you and say, every day I see more and more of Jesus in you. My brother and sister, there's not going to be more Jesus in me until there's a bit less of me. When I make space for him to be in my life, I can't keep me also there for advisory purposes. I can't, can't keep me there in all of my ego and my sinfulness and say, you have fun, buddy. You have fun. You do your thing. Jesus will take care of you. That's the friendship thing. Jesus is my friend theology. Jesus is either in the house or he's not in the house. And when he's in the house, you give it up. You give it up. I give it up. I, we have an example of emptying, emptying oneself to be filled with the fullness and the perfection of God himself. That is the purpose. That is the preoccupation of the child of God. If you do not know Jesus like this, you are a fake, you are a nominal namesake Christian. You do not know Christ. Don't end this year without knowing him personally. Having your sin repented of. Finding yourself at the foot of the cross. Drop to your knees and leave everything. Not just your burdens. Your burdens. Your sin. Your sin, leave it at the cross. At the foot of the cross. Walk away from there free of your sin. Not free of your daily burdens. Jesus is not Santa Claus. He's God. We have an example of emptying oneself. What do you have? Two things. Number one, you have a faithful high priest. Because of what Jesus did, qualifies him to be a faithful high priest. Number two, you have an example of complete emptying. Complete emptying. So why am I making this point over and over again? To say this simply. Christ himself, Christ emptied himself of his glory so that we can be filled with his glory. Christ emptied himself of his glory so that we can be filled with his glory. Why did he empty himself? So that he can be filled with us, look like us, stink like us, take our death, take our punishment. 
So now he's hanging on the cross full of me and I'm living my life full of him. So if he's dying my death, am I alive or am I dead? Think. If he's dying my death, am I alive or am I dead? I'm dead. Do the math. I'm dead. That's the problem with the church, by the way, today. Jesus died my death, but I'm still alive. Okay? Yeah? I, I, I'm dead, but I have not got the good grace to go lie down somewhere. That's the problem with the church. That's not going to be our problem. Christ emptied himself of the glory so that he could take our sin. But then he took our sin. Now we're empty of ourselves so that we can have his glory. But his glory and my sin don't cohabit. I must empty myself. He wasn't full of himself. What's himself? Perfect, holy, powerful, glorious. Perfect, holy, powerful, glorious. That's himself. But he emptied himself of himself. To be made full of us. Us, powerless, sinful, imperfect, arrogant. But he did that so that we won't be full of ourselves. Who's ourselves? Arrogant, rebellious, self-righteous. He did that so that you won't be full of yourself. But instead be full of him. Make it worth what he did for you. Make it worth what he did for you. So now he's got my arrogance, my rebellion, my sinfulness and brokenness. What should I have that he emptied himself out? His power, his glory, his holiness, his beauty and his perfection. Out of the ashes, Jesus has made something beautiful out of my life. Please quit the Christianity where Jesus is your friend, your counselor and helping you get through your life where you're still in charge. Switch to a Christianity where you're dead your life is hidden with Christ and God and Jesus is living through your body, through your mind and through your heart. It is the attitude of Christ, the mind of Christ, the purposes of Christ, the power of Christ and the glory of Christ living. Switch to that Christianity and you'll be genuine. You'll be real. For the life I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So that's what we celebrate this Christmas. The great condescension, the emptying himself, becoming a man. <clears throat> Can you imagine what the angels were thinking? Can you imagine the ones they served? He was on the throne. He was filled with glory and honor. And, he, and suddenly they see him. Then they're in the middle, right? They're middle man, right? So there's God and there's man. And they are messengers between God and man. And they see God pass down and gone and become a man. And not just any man, but a manger. A small baby, vulnerable, poor, sinful. What the angels must have thought of, of the humility of God. What do you think of the humility of God? Does it result in worship? Let's think. <clears throat> Let's think. Let's celebrate in the spirit. Let's long after the humility of God in our service and in our sacrifice. In our service and in our sacrifice. Heavenly Father, I've given much thought, I've given much to think about this morning. I have not inspired. I promised you I will not inspire them this morning. I've instructed. And this is your word. This is you we're talking about. 
the most precious topic in the scriptures, the son of God himself, the one who became nothing so that we could be everything. One day we are going to be walking around in heaven, not understanding how and why we are there. What did we deserve to get there? And we'll be reminded as we look at the nail pierced hands that we did nothing. We did absolutely nothing. So at least, least, the least thing we could do, if Christ could empty himself of divinity, of, 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 of divine, of glory and majesty, we can at least empty ourselves of our egos and our arrogance and our right to do wrong. Oh God, we could do that. But even that, we need your help. And today, on that topic, you have touched the hearts of some people. You have touched the hearts of few. And I want and I ask and I beg you for life change, transformation. Jesus, we want to celebrate Christmas because we celebrate the humility of God in the face of Jesus Christ, in whose name I pray. Amen. Amen. 